Hello, everybody. This is CT Confidential, and we are in great company. My friend David Tertolt, who's actually uh, one of the, I'd say, haymakers with Golden Book Promotions. He takes care of all the media content and media distribution for Golden Boy. David, thank you very much for joining us and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. And thank you so much for uh, making me a guest of your fantastic show today. I really thank appreciate you. it. Thank well, you. It's, it's absolutely my pleasure, especially because I've seen the growth and development for Golden Boy, not just as a promotional company, but as content pr producer. Um, and we have to talk about the different platforms that we work with now. And sure. one of the first, uh, I want to say, big companies inboxing that decided to do Facebook as part of their distribution was Golden Boy. So right. I, I, I want to know how, how effective was that for you? It's been extremely effective. Uh, our relationship with Facebook uh, started probably about uh, three and a half years ago. And uh, we were working very closely with them as they were launching their Facebook Watch platform, which is their TV license uh, platform where they are, are paying for products. And in doing so, uh, we came up with a schema that allowed us to do live fights. Uh, we've done several live fights uh, in LA, also in Mexico. We did a lot of stuff in Mexico with them. And then uh, another cornerstone of our deal with Facebook Watch is our original programming piece. Mm -hmm. So we produce a lot of original programming for Facebook. Um, and it's just been a tremendous uh, partnership. Uh, we, we enacted a, a really rigorous uh, pandemic uh, strategy. Once the pandemic hit, especially geared towards the Facebook audience. So we, deep, we, we dug very deeply into our library and we be began mining through many of the classic fights and cutting them down into small features, knockouts and different things like that. And that strategy took place uh, right at about the end of March. And by the end of uh, 2020, just off that strategy alone, and we're talking, you know, we're releasing 50 to 75 videos a week wow. on our Facebook watch platform. From that, we ended up generating 1 billion views from March through the end of December of this year. It was, a, it was a huge milestone for us. Fantastic. Which leads me to the next question. Besides having the library and now producing shoulder content, you have new talent coming up. So how are you going to use this type of programming, the shoulder content, what goes around boxing, you know, the 24 hours, you're all access, whatever you want to call, just yeah. to get to know that talent. How, how are you going to work that in 2021? Well, one of the things that we did when we had our partnership with ESPN, which were a very big part of, yes. for, uh, you know, those nice two years that we did that. And I think we did 48 live shows during that time. Part of that deal uh, required that we produced a show called Mano a Mano. I yes. think you're familiar with that. And that's Mano a Mano is, is kind of uh, Golden Boy's original uh, version of a 24-7 style show or an all-access show. Uh, but we kind of uh, really go at it from um, the fighter's point of view, and we don't do a lot of the hoopla within it. It's very, very straightforward, geared towards the um, 
the, the, the hardcore boxing fan that really wants to get the inside story on these fighters, the trainers, the preparation. So with that concept, it was originally formatted as a, a, a 30 minute uh, broadcast television show, basically 24 minutes with breaks that were put into it. Once we moved into our new deal with the zone, as well as uh, a lot of the stuff that we do for Facebook, we knew that the, the time length on that show being 24 minutes was not appropriate for the digital audience, the true mm -hmm. digital audience. Yes. So we've taken that same concept, but instead of that being a 24 minute running show, that show now is cut down into like a seven minute show, right? Okay. Seven minutes. And it gets the essence of everything that those fighters are going through. So we use that one, that's one mechanism that we use to kind of promote our young talent. Mm -hmm. Another thing that we do is uh, I have this great social media team and they go in and they'll spend a day with the fighter and they'll just shoot raw footage with these fighters, getting to know them, seeing how they are with their families, how they are maybe with their pets, what kind of talents that they have. Maybe they're, they're, they're musically gifted, you know, all kinds of different things but it's shot very much in the vein of the way that the younger consumers want to consume media on their phones quickly. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, one of the things that we did that was really unique um, for this last Ryan fight, and, and we put, you know, a few extra bells and whistles on some of the stuff that we were doing, we were able to shoot um, a virtual reality piece on Ryan, and it was called The Rise of Ryan, and it kind of took a look at his entire rise of his career as an amateur to where he is now but it was produced for oculus you know the the uh goggles that you put on to watch mm -hmm. on, on facebook and um it just it, it got tremendous success and it was just something that we were really uh thrilled with because it got all kinds of views from a younger audience a younger demographic the that gamers. are interested the, the gamers, gamers big time yeah it's, it's, it's which is a completely different generation which yes. takes me to my next question somebody like ryan garcia who is for all intents and purposes when we're talking about broadcasting is multifaceted he's not just you know camera friendly he's also user friendly meaning he's right. easy to work on social media then he's easy to put like on something that's virtual that is mm -hmm. scripted non-scripted right. I mean, his win must have been, first of all, in the boxing right. game, uh, mm -hmm. which is obviously the core of everything, must have been ginormous. Yes. But how did that translate for you guys in all these things that you just mentioned, shoulder content, fighting content, you know, social media content, how did that work for you? Well, it, it's, it's a really great question. Um, part of what we do, because we also, with our deal with The Zone, we do have a programming piece that, that is accentuated also to the live fights. So we work very, very closely with the programming departments at the zone on developing a complete narrative on the fight. Mm -hmm. So with Ryan fighting Luke Campbell uh, this past January, the narrative and the idea, the idea is to create like a, a movie poster, a movie marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. It was fire meets ice. So Ryan Garcia, fire, Luke Campbell, Luke Campbell ice. Uh so everything that we created throughout that in conjunction with the zone, all of the promotional videos always had the mention of fire and ice and what those attributes meant as fire and as ice. 
And it just works in a really nice ecosystem where the narrative stays intact and we're on point with it throughout. Um, one of the things that we did that was pretty unique during fight week is we took the idea of the press conference as instead of it being a traditional press conference with the dais and all of that mm -hmm. and the fighters coming on, my team and I put together a concept that we pitched to DAZN and we said, we'd rather have this kind of come across as a TV talk show and let us explain how we kind of built in an act one and act two and an act three. Uh, act two didn't happen because unfortunately Eddie Hearn wasn't able to make the fight. But if you saw that press conference, everything was set up where Todd was able to, Todd Grisham was able to kind of handle the fighters and Oscar De La Hoya as the promoter in a manner where it was like a talk show. And then from there, they were able to push interviews over to Sergio Mora. And it really kind of took some of the boringness that you have at a traditional press conference oh, and turned it into tradition. a TV show. David, you just called our <laughs> tradition boring. It that is. That is unheard of. Well, the truth is, you know, that the parameters are meant to be broken and uh, traditions are meant to be changed in time. Yes. Especially when we're trying to lure in that, that new generation. And right. obviously capped off not just the press conference, the weigh-in, the buildup of the fight was non-traditional. And obviously it was capped off by a beautiful uh, knockdown by uh, Ryan Garcia, which was amazing. And uh, the recovery just, you know, it, it's amazing how it ended up being almost like scripted. The guy goes yeah. down, then he comes up and he takes the win in yeah. formidable fashion. So what yeah. else could we ask for more? So this is a fantastic way for Golden Boy to start 2021, but 2020 left a few struggles mm -hmm. that we're still trying to figure out, hence case in point, you know, uh, we were all called last minute, you know, we were still looking for a venue for the fight uh, for Garcia and, and Campbell. And obviously I see this, this is gonna be going on for a little bit. But that's from, from a journalistic standpoint, but from the promoter and producer of content, which is exactly what you guys are doing, what is the biggest challenge in 2021? Besides the fact, obvious, the attendance in different venues in different states. But there's, there's a, yeah, there's kind of a multi-level of challenges that we have to endure. I mean, number one is uh, Golden Boy has a stable of 80 fighters, yeah. right? So trying to keep up the frequency of those fights when there's lockdowns in various cities around the, uh, around the country is very difficult. Um, so, so that's one thing. So how do we keep our fighters busy? That's something that we're working on and we're working on a strategy that may unlock uh, some potential to have some additional fights for our prospects and our contenders. It's something that we're very, very conscientious of. Uh, number two is just the health and safety of yes. uh, our fighters, our fans, all of the, the personnel and the people who work on these events to bring them together. Uh, there have been tremendous efforts by the team internally at Golden Boy to ensure that we adhere to the most stringent protocols out there that guarantee that if there is a COVID issue, it's handled immediately. Knock on wood, we have not had very many uh, positive tests at any of the events that we've done. And if there were any, they were handled in a, in a very, very quick fashion and we were able to move on. Um, 
the the other part too is um the there, there is a side benefit that we have gleaned and that and that kind of is showcased in the billion views that we got people are not able to go out and entertain themselves mm -hmm. so we have to take the good with the bad and the good is is that we're able to kind of get our fans more familiar with the brand if they're if they're if they're not uh aware of it or if it's something new for them and generating new fans and and and, and just new audiences overall um so we're kind of in the middle of you know how do we strike the balance with where we are with the covid situation but there's a lot of opportunity to get good media out there get good content out there and attract a new fan base and the one thing that we have to appreciate is the commitment on every single party involved, meaning Golden Boy as a promoter, the fighters is, you know, doing their due diligence, staying safe, you know, following protocols. And the zone, the zone is committed to putting as many dates as possible. Uh, how is that deal with Golden Boy coming along? The deal with Golden Boys uh, and, and, and DAZN, uh, you know, the new path to the new deal uh, with Canelo kind of going into free agency and we wish him all the great success and luck of the world in the world with that, you know, possibly, you know, we will promote one of his fights in, in his free agency space. But with that, we had to also kind of shift our, our deal with DAZN. We're focused on a, a, a really... Um, top level list of fighters that will headline a lot of these fights in the main event category. We're looking to do, you know, several fights throughout the year with them, live fights in top uh, cities. You know, once the pandemic kind of allows us to kind of explore maybe outside. I mean, we did really well in Dallas. Uh, we have a lot of other ideas on the table, but the pandemic right now has gotten a little bit worse. So we're kind of conscientious of that. So on the live fights side, we're in really great shape with the zone. We're tracking real well with them on a, a very salient strategy throughout the year with the way that we're going to pace our top fighters. And then the other part of our deal with the zone is original programming. So we do a lot of original programming for the zone, you know, things like the rise of Ryan, um, the day in the life, the mano a mano, uh, we do uh, breakdowns with Oscar De La Hoya and Mario Lopez. Um, we, we have a Spanish show that we do that our, our good friend Luis uh, produces for us. Um, it's just, there's a tremendous amount of programming that we do with them, but we're on every step of the way, we're collaborating with them. And, and I think that that extra piece by having the programming piece allows us to get a little bit closer in achieving all of our goals, because like I said, it starts with that narrative and we kind of stick through that narrative, fight to fight. And um, so far, all of that has worked out really well for us. Well, you've definitely put in a lot of time and a lot of thought. And um, I, would, I would literally miss out if people did not know what kind of background you have, because it's very easy to sit here and talk about it. But this comes with many years of experience. So rather than me trying to ramble through everything that you've done. Sure. Why don't you just give all our viewers a quick run through of how you ended up in Golden Boy? Because boxing is it's, not your background. No, it's, it's, it's actually a, it's a great story. Um, so my, my whole career uh, has been entertainment focused. Mm -hmm. um, 
I started my career at Sony Pictures Television. I moved on to Warner Brothers. Then I moved on to 20th Century Fox, where I was senior VP of marketing for about 10 years. And then from there, I moved into a division at iHeartMedia. It was a small division that they were starting up called Clear TV. Mm-hmm. And Clear TV was going out and we were acquiring rights to programming from programmers all over the world. We had, uh, at the time, we had over 250 uh, programming partnerships. And we were using that content to build out uh, uh, television networks inside airports around the world. And then we were also f- uh, feeding our radio station websites with that content. So they had extra content and it, and it, it ranged from sports. Go ahead. So this is just to put things in context because people do not know that this is before everything was digitized. This is before everything. we had StreamYard, we had Anchor. Yes. We had, this is this is almost 15 years ago. Yeah, well, 10, 10, 10 11 years ago, yes. right? And, and, and so we were acquiring content with all kinds of partners. And we had an opportunity to meet with Golden Boy. So we brought Oscar De La Hoya into our offices in Burbank. He brought a couple of his people in and we did this tremendous pitch about how we would like to utilize his library, give them a lot of extra exposure when they're doing big fights on our television networks and also on our radio station websites. He loved it all. It was a, it was a very good presentation. I must say, we, we, my team and I Nailed did it. a very good presentation. <laughs> And um, we started going down the track of doing a deal with Oscar De La Hoya, you know, to bring the content into Clear TV and iHeart. And um, midway through, I got a call and said, well, we love the deal, but why don't you do it for us internally over here? Why don't we figure out a way for you to create a division for us over here? And that's the way the story panned out. And it, you know, it took me a few months, well, several months to get out of my existing deal, but it was all amicable. And uh, I started the media and entertainment division for Oscar uh, you know, in uh, 2015. So, so the, about six the, years now. Yes, and the reason why I bring this up is because for those that might not know, they think that Golden Boy Promotions just started up and everything was hunky-dory and uh, there was no innovation. It's, they're just a promoter. But the truth of the matter is, there's, it, you move like, like I want to say, like an octopus. There's, but rather than eight tentacles, it has like 16 tentacles. You guys are all over the place. You guys are not just promoting the event. You guys are taking care of the library. Uh, using other stories to promote the library, using other stories to promote uh, the fighters. And for somebody that doesn't come back from uh, understand the boxing background, yeah. this, this could be overwhelming. But yes. the fact that you've already dealt with entertainment, you understand that at the end, be a basketball, football, concerts, it's all entertainment. Yes. It's all entertainment. We're in show business. Yes. Now, the thing that the thing that's awesome about the whole situation is my family always loved boxing, right? So we would always buy the big pay-per-views growing up. We would always watch the Olympic boxing. I grew up in Monterey Park, California, which is just one city away from East LA. I mean, it's Los Angeles, I know. <laughs> okay. So, so Oscar was 
big on the radar of my family and I, right? Very, very big. My mother grew up in East LA and she went to resurrection uh, grammar school, okay? Resurrection is the, they had the gym that's in Rocky, right? The resurrection gym. Mm -hmm. That's the gym that they, when, when the opening scene starts. My dad helped build that gym. He's an engineer for Father Garcia back when my mom and him, they were married at resurrection. And the irony is that's the property that Oscar bought to build his high school and resurrect the gym. So there's like these uh, unbelievable ties back to East LA and Oscar. And it, sometimes we, he just says it's fate, you know, it's just the way we met. It's the way it's meant to be. Yes. So I am so excited. Thank you for your time. I'm, I am looking forward to uh, this 2021 and overcoming yeah. a lot of challenges and the growth and just productivity of the company. I hope it just keeps succeeding. And yeah. uh, what else can I say? I'm looking forward to Jojo Diaz's, to the Virgil Ortiz's, to the Ryan Garcia's, even to Sean Garcia. I mean, I'm looking forward to all this talent to be home and just move forward and see it grow, just like the company once did. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we love all of the great work that you do, and we look forward to seeing you in 2021 at all of these events. I hope so. I hope so. Hey, yes. you, you should include me in the mano a mano. I will. Yeah, I would well, love we're, we're, do, we're doing a mano for uh, JoJo. If you want to be in that, I would love to interview you for that. We're going to start the interviews next week. Oh, come in. I'm I in. will mark you down, and we will get you situated for that we're starting next week fantastic yes. you know i got it on video <laughs> yes you do oh no it's done it's a done deal done deal fantastic okay. so just know that i'm very appreciative i think it's fascinating what you guys have done um kudos to all the effort that you guys did in 2020 and i am absolutely sure that 2021 is just going to be all success and more growth so in the meantime thank you david for your time Best of luck, much help. Uh, my prayers and my thoughts are always with you and your family. You have a beautiful family. Thank you family. so much. And I'll right. see you soon. Thank you so much. Great seeing you. Bye. Bye-bye.